0: Good morning, everybody. It's good to be here in South Beach. Oh, I know, I know, it's high water. Oh, it's high water. I know where I'm at. Thank you. Um, and uh, amen. Very honored to be here this morning. Be um, praying for Matt. And uh, so last night, as we were jamming or dancing, all the fathers and the daughters, and uh, you know. I was told I need some help this morning. to Help out and preach. I'm going to preach the same lesson. Maybe you heard last week. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, Amen. Uh, Open Acts 15. Last night was great. I actually hadn't. Man, I'm sorry. I can't go out any shoutouts. Be here forever. But I love Albert and. Okay, man, be forever. Amen. Um, It's amazing how big the church has gotten, hasn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, part of me honestly misses Bayside. Uh I just do. You know. Well, we gotta all grow up at some point and keep on moving, you know? And so it's just part of it. Which makes you think how awesome the Sandler service is gonna be. Yeah. Because we're all, it's, it's almost like our new Bayside, okay? So that's gonna be on the 9th of September at 3 o'clock. We'll be there together. But uh, it's gonna be here in Tidewater. Um, as Tony said, you know, now I've been here for about a year and a couple of months, but. We were gone for eight years, so it's, we're back here, and we're better adjusted from the South Pacific. Our kids are more, you know, uh, integrated, so it's been great. Um, but uh, yeah, last night was great. It was fun uh, dancing with my two daughters. The last time I was, I, I came uh, to a father-daughter dance, Adriana, my oldest, was about four months old. Wow. And my date fell asleep on me. It's all right. It happens, it happens. But yesterday was pretty cool because I had two. My two girls were with me, and we jammed. And then so much so, there's so many times as I've looked across the sea of fathers. All of us were like, "It's time to be giving. It's time to be giving. We gotta dance. I don't want to dance, but I gotta dance for my little girl." And so this morning I have pain in my right knee, and it's like, "Oh man, you know, like, uh, this, we're gonna die humble, I think. We're gonna die humble." Acts 15. How far are you guys? 16. Acts 16. Okay.
1: Verse
0: 1? No. Oh, amen. <laughs> just pretend like you haven't heard this lesson before. Let's
1: go, bro.
0: And uh, amen. Uh, look, I just preached this at South Beach and ran right out. So by the way, if you hear something that convicts your heart, no one told me to speak to you. <laughs> I did the same lesson over there. So if it hits the heart, it hits the heart. Acts 15. If you remember, um, by the way, it's good to be with Tony. have uh, Much respect for them. It's funny, we know each other from being team leaders. Hilarious, and we're here. Um, Acts 15. If you remember uh, before, there was this big debate where you have, at, at some point, uh, in verse 1 of 15, it said, certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. That's pretty strong language. You can imagine all the Gentiles who are fired up about being disciples and excited about receiving the Holy Spirit, having their sins forgiven, and meanwhile, they're told by a group of people saying, well, not just yet, you're not saved until you get circumcised. And I'm sure they're all like, "Uh, we're not fired up about this. (laughs) That's pretty strong language, right? To be saved. And uh, obviously we know Paul and Barnabas, Antioch was personal to them. Uh, Barnabas was the one that sent over to go check out Antioch. Barnabas was the same one who went to Tarsus to look for Saul and brought him down to Antioch. So this is very personal to them to make sure, hey, there's some things spreading in the fellowship that are not true. Let's get it resolved. And they begin to show us an example of how to resolve conflict. Because we know in the kingdom, among disciples, we never have conflict. No. To to get this restored, even even tells you an insight how the churches were uh, connected to each other. Because they go from Antioch and they travel all the way to Jerusalem. So not just separate churches. Like this morning, we're part of the same thing here, right? And also ACR, whatever that stands for, we're going to be together and worship together. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) But you know, uh, you see this and it's trying to resolve and it it comes to the conclusion uh, having wrestled with the scriptures and debated much and look back at what God had been doing through the Ethiopian eunuch, through Samaria, and then through Cornelius, the conclusion is clear, we received the same Holy Spirit, we've been forgiven the same way, no extra requirement is given to be saved, so circumcision is no longer necessary, and everyone's like, Yes But they do talk about a couple of things, which is interesting how they were going to resolve this issue because now of of having right fellowship. Because even though they're Jews and they're disciples, now you're mixing with a growing population of disciples who have no background of the Old Testament. And there's some requirements there that are not so much how to be saved, but specifically how to have fellowship. And even one of the things that's brought up is uh, sexual morality. We go, why that? If you remember back when God took Israel out of Egypt, He even tells them, listen, I'm going to give you specifics about sexual morality so you don't behave like the Egyptians did. So we're all on the same page about what sexual morality means. But it really tells you how important it was to have this fellowship. Right? And so, uh, and then in in, in that, they they write a letter and they send uh, Barsabas, who's also known as Judas, and I always wonder, man, Judas must have been a hot name for a while, right? There's a lot of Judas in the New Testament, but then they go to also known as Barsabas. So, the, the good Judas. The good Judas. And then, um, You also have Silas, the first time we hear about Silas is here. And their their instructions are to go there and just simply report. And give them more details behind the letter. I love it because it even says even further than that, uh, in Acts uh, 15, in verse 32, Judas, the good Judas, and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. And that's just an encouraging thought to go. All they were supposed to do is get there, report what was done. But you start seeing this common theme among mature disciples that they strengthen other disciples. You see this in Barnabas. And you see this in others. And you see this also here you have uh, uh, Judas and Silas who said much. Whatever was said, I don't know. But somehow they were encouraged. So we're going to pick up in verse 36 and read all the way to v- chapter 6, verse 5. Sometime later, Paul and Barnabas, um, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns we where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark with them, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him, because he had deserted them in Pomphylia and had not continued in the work with them. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through uh, Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. And when Paul came to Derbe, and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy, uh, Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewish, was Jewish, and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers in, at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him, and Paul wanted to take him along on the journey. So he circumcised him because of the Jews who would live in that area. For they all knew that his father was a Greek. And as he traveled from town to town, to delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily in number. And that is our text this morning. Amen. Amen. You know, it is interesting. You kind of go prior to this we see how much work is being put into for unity. Yeah. And uh, as was preached in South Beach, you don't have to be work on being disunified. It's actually very easy.
1: Yeah.
0: Your flesh wants to be disunified.
1: Yeah.
0: Unity takes work. Yeah. It takes work. And we see that in the Bible. So all this work is being done, and then we come to this moment. And you wonder, what is happening? The point they have letters, they've been reading it, they're encouraged uh, in Antioch. And now we read about a moment where you have two pillars in the faith. Barnabas and Paul, and the description says in verse 38, had such a sharp disagreement. Man, you know what I love about God? Is that God does not have a PR department. No public relations. Everything is out there for you. Old Testament and New Testament. And you see this here. And Luke's writing about this. By the way, you, you know, we, we're not even told what side is right. And Luke would have no problem talking about the circumcision. He has no, but he doesn't make a point. He, just, he doesn't make a decision who's right. All we know is they can't agree. You know, and I I love it also that these are moments we realize that the disciples are just like us. And the the half-brother of Jesus, James, talks about one of the great prophets of the Old Testament, Elijah. He says, Elijah was a man just like us. Mm -hmm. And here we have this moment we see Barnabas and Paul, who are just like us. In in fact, when they're in Lystria, the people confuse them as gods. What what Greek gods were those? Zeus. And and Hermes. And if, if you stop and think about that for a moment, because I... I, 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 I go on tangents when I, when I read my Bible to figure out some like Barnabas who's Barnabas you know and, and Barnabas to think of the description they have for, for, for Paul is Hermes who's Hermes that's the guy from Nike the little skinny guy with the messenger <laughs> <laughs> that's the big Paul yeah and who is Zeus look Google Zeus for a moment I'm not sure if that's the picture of him but Zeus always looks epic yeah and he, can, the, the vision we, the, the image we get of Luke, uh, when they're preaching Luke 14, I think, uh, Acts 14 is, you have Zeus in the background just staring. <laughs> and you have Paul speaking. Yeah. Like, wow, can you imagine Just how Barnabas yeah. would have been? Yeah. He wasn't some soft guy. Because we think of encouragement. Oh, encouragement. No, he was tough. Yeah. Yeah. He was tough. Wow. So now there's a sharp disagreement. Two points this morning. Point number one. A call, The call to strengthen.
1: Amen.
0: The call to strengthen. First we've got to step back and ask ourselves, why are they disagreeing? Because sometimes we go, see, they disagree in the Bible, I can disagree too. Stop for a moment. Why were they disagreeing? The issue at hand is Paul goes, let's go back and strengthen all of our brothers in each town that we preached in wow and from that moment that's what happens Is Paul, the Barnabas goes yeah we're going to take Mark uh oh we got a problem now the disagreement is based on how do we best go and encourage people he's forming a mission team so he's very selective it's not just anything this is and even that how would, do I or was I was actually thinking, asking myself do I think of strengthening my brothers and sisters as that important that I will stop everything and focus on strengthening my brothers and sisters. And in fact, part of the Great Commission in Matthew 28 says, Make disciples of all nations. That yeah. says, And teach them to obey everything. Right. They're both equally important and connected. Yeah. So here you have a moment. we got to go back. And who is Mark? Well, Colossians 4.10, give us a little bit of insight. Don't go there. You can go there if you want. He's the cousin of Barnabas. Yeah. So we kind of go, well, maybe he's got a soft spot for his family. Because who doesn't have a soft spot for their family? But there's also a little background to this. If you, if you uh, hold, your spot, hold your spot there, the first I'm introduced uh, to Mark, go to Acts, 13, Acts 12, verse 25. The first one we hear about Mark. It says, when Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, Taking them with, with them, John, also called Mark. So I wonder what happened. They came back and, you know, here you have, he's hearing, he's, uh, he's hearing his cousin talking about the mission trip and everything's happening, it's exciting. You have Paul, the great Paul. You also got to remember, probably the Good News sharing, they would have heard already about Philip. And Philip's missionary journey is pretty awesome. And if you heard Philip and all the success he had, all of us will sign up. Because he's having success in random places. He goes and preaches Samaria; they all become disciples. Even the soldier becomes a disciple. Mess up a little bit, but he becomes a disciple. Then he goes. He goes to a desert road, and I love it. His evangelism is like, what in the world is that? Yeah. Do you understand what you're reading? How can I? <laughs> I love that good news sharing. The guy goes, "Here's some water. Why can't I get baptized?" Right. <laughs> I like that. So maybe Mark would have heard all the success. Because God's work is always easy, right. and I want to sign up for that mission group. Yeah. So he signs up and goes along with them. Then it says in verse five of thirteen, when they arrived in Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogue. John was with them as their helper. What was he doing? I don't know. Maybe organizing venues, getting some coffee, getting some tea, donuts, whatever. He's the helper. That's exciting. I'm along with them. But if you start seeing, if you compare, if you compare. Um, Philip's uh, interaction with the event, or his investment of preaching the gospel, even Peter, Peter's amazing. I mean, Peter shows up at Cornelius' house, everyone's waiting there, waiting for the news. And at the end, he's like, uh, all right. He says he ordered them all to get baptized, and they
1: did.
0: <laughs> and now we go to Barnabas and Paul, who clearly were chosen by the Holy Spirit. It says that yeah. as they were praying. And now they're having difficulty right. and challenges. I'm sure this is messing with Mark, like, okay, hang on here. This is not what I thought we are going to get into. Mm-hmm. And then we pick up in verse 13 of Acts 13, it says, from Paphio, Paul and his companions sell so from Perga in Paphilia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. So the issue now, going back, of this, uh, this agreement, is when Barnabas wanted to take Paul, in verse 37 of Acts 15, Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them. Why are we going to take Mark with us? And I'm sure there's a conversation that took place. Like, for, for Paul even to suggest, we got to go back, and how important it is a time to strengthen my brothers and sisters? We're going to have to find, like, the best of the best to do this. Like, wow. And so far, his track record is not good. And Paul is very. You start seeing, uh, by the way, Paul's. Pers- Paul's um, he's, had, he's having strategy in ministry. You see that here. He picks up Silas. Who's Silas? He maybe he was interviewing Silas when Silas was here from Jerusalem. He's like, I'm gonna take him with me, right? But he doesn't think it's wise. But what would you in his position? What would you do in his position? We're gonna go around and strengthen God's people. Who would you take with you? Would you take Mark? I don't know by the way it's not just down the street they're going to be traveling quite a bit put yourself in this position but it even tells you how important it would be uh, how important it was to them in the first century to strengthen each other and do I value as much as I value evangelizing getting in bible study as strengthening my brothers and my sisters as they did in the first century do I? well they did and to, to, to Barnabas' defense, though, you know, I mean, he could have also thought, I, I know Mark, he's my cousin. He had a moment. Sometimes you know, you know people search so well, you kind of go, you don't know the full picture. Like, I, I know him. But you can't argue about Barnabas, because Barnabas just believes in people when no one else believes in them. Yeah, that's right. He's the same one. After uh, Paul becomes a disciple, wants to interact with the disciples in Jerusalem, And it says, they were all afraid. Who's they? Even the apostles were afraid. And who was that peacemaker who bridges that gap? It's Barnabas. He's the one that brings Paul to interact with the apostles. And I love it because Paul is not one to bite his tongue, but at that interaction, he's quiet the entire time. And it says that it's Barnabas who tells him all the good things that are happening. So Barnabas always believes in people. So who's right? We don't know. I heard a commentary said... Our mind is with Paul, but our heart is with Barnabas. We don't know who's right. We're not told who's right. But it's encouraging to know that whatever happens... The last time we hear about Barnabas is here, by the way. In the book of Acts. Whatever happened after this, something happened between this point and to the point when Paul writes a letter and he says to Timothy, Get Mark, bring him with you also, because he's helpful to my ministry. So years have gone by, and the same Mark who deserted, who Paul's like, I'm not taking him. He's like, bring him to me.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, what happened? Yeah. Barnabas happened. Mm-hmm. Amen. Something happened. Like I'm sure Paul, I'm sure Barnabas was like, hey, look, I'll put my neck on the line for you.
1: <laughs>
0: you got some character issues, and he has a good heart. You want to get fired up, and we all get fired up about wanting to go with these little things, but when it gets hard, you tend, you tend to leave. Yeah. Let's talk about getting that grip or getting that, that strength. Yeah. Something had to happen. Yeah. For sure. Now, I'm making that up, but use your imagination. <laughs> the point being, we cannot argue, is how important it is to strengthen others.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hebrews 10 says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards loving good deeds. Even that, to stop and to consider, to put thought, how can I spur my brothers and my sisters on? Even goes further than that. And not giving up meeting together. Right, right. And it changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. That means me coming to church, it's not even about me. Right. Come on. Me coming to midweek, it's not about me.
1: Right.
0: If I'm not there, I can't help my sister. Yeah. If I'm not there, I can't help my brother. Right. But sometimes we think of this, and you know what's encouraging me back? It's been encouraging to see how far the church has come. come on. That's awesome. But you know what I think it's crept in? Yeah. It's independence. Yeah. Yeah. And the same spirit we heard years ago at the beginning and we, we don't even catch ourselves saying, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. That's, not That's from, from the very, very beginning. And God had just asked, where's your brother? So yes, you are your brother's keeper. Yeah. Yeah. So it changes things that go I gotta be there. I'm gonna be there at the fellowship. Even there's so many times I don't wanna go. I can't tell you how many midweeks I don't wanna go, and I'm the one preaching. (laughs) But I gotta wrestle with my heart. And I gotta go. I gotta be there for my brother, and be there for my sister. I gotta be there. It's, It's a time to strengthen. But how do we strengthen? A good example of this go to 2 Timothy, hold your spot. 2 Timothy 3, it says, verse 16, all scriptures God breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Wow. Why? So the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped. And you think when he's preaching this, he's referring to using the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament. And Paul wastes no time sharing the scriptures as he share, as he as he writes and as he preaches. But I think the only way I can help my brother and sister is to preach the scriptures. Right. Do I know the scriptures? What do I go to? I think, my goodness. I think, I can't miss a quiet time. i got to grow spiritually and I need a possibly a verse that my brother may need down the road. Yeah. Yes. Not even about me. Yeah. When, you think, when you hear that scripture, by the way, all scriptures, God, we think of the New Testament. It says, no, it's there for us to strengthen each other. Yeah. We're here to strengthen each other. Do we think of it that way? we have that kind of mindset? Even for him to go, we're going to go and travel and go down to every church. Every church. Why don't you just pray for them and fast where you're at? Right. God hears your prayer. Why travel everywhere? Because they need it. Yeah. You know, interesting, our faith cannot grow without the scriptures. True. And without each other. That's right. Nope. We want to believe that though. I got the Bible. I'm good. You do, huh? How can our marriage get stronger? We need people in our lives. With the scriptures. How can our kids get stronger in their faith? People in our lives. I even think Paul is going to go around and it clearly says he's going to go and strengthen. We're going to go back and strengthen. That means if Paul showed up to Tidewater with silence here to go okay I'm here why are you here Paul I'm here to strengthen you guys yeah. how do you feel about that uh, when can we hang out Wednesday okay yeah why, why do you want to come over I want to come and strengthen you I think I think because we've been influenced by the world and in this independence we would go no I'm good leave me alone I got this figured out Think about that. I'm here to strengthen you. Wow. Okay. How's he going to do that? I'm sure he's asking, so how are you doing spiritually? What well, do you mean know how you do spiritually?
1: Wow.
0: Wow. Is that how we, how we live? Amen. We need people in our lives. Who is the Paul in your life? Who is the Silas in your life? I mean, the reason we grew so much when we first became disciples is because we were open to it. And you look back at your growth patterns. If your growth pattern was the first couple of years, like years, and then for the past couple of years, something happened.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Again, I'm preaching the same message.
1: <laughs>
0: Before you get upset with me. Amen. You get upset with me. You need a paw in your life. I need a paw in my life. I need someone to ask me. You know, I, I told South Beach this morning, I struggle with my purity every single day. Come on, Alex. I have to wrestle with lust every single day, even with the quiet time. I need people in my life. I'm not above that. We need people in our lives. Second point.
1: Uh,
0: I'm not good with my points, by the way. So, thank you. I like it. Get the point. All right. My second point. Um, what did I write? You do the same thing. So, amen. Um, God's work takes being uncomfortable. There you go. God's work takes being uncomfortable. Yeah. We'll talk about circumcision in a bit. <laughs> Welcome to church. <laughs> you know, for Paul, to, for Paul to be very specific on who he wants, he's, he's vetting people. So he has Silas. Silas joins him. They're going to do a lot of traveling, by the way. It's clear. We're going to go back and visit all the churches. There's some estimates of how far of a travel this would be. they have to count the costs in advance. Basically, over 2,700 miles. Mm-hmm. You used to go strengthen your brothers and sisters. Two thousand seven hundred miles, over one thousand two hundred, just in the sea. Some estimates have it over three thousand miles, from east coast to west coast, United States. It's two thousand ninety-two miles. That says you're gonna travel all the way to L.A. to go visit a group of disciples. How big are they? We don't know. To go encourage them. Yeah. I'm just here to encourage you. Yeah. Wow. A lot of traveling. Want a little prayer, a little postcard, something. Even the idea of how, how they're going to get there, where are we going to sleep at, where are we are going to eat at, uh, how long are going to be there? I'm sure Paul was like, okay, Silas, time to say goodbye to your family. We're going to go for a work here. Wow. And I think it would have been clear if Paul would have said, when you do God's work, it, it is, that does mean you have to be uncomfortable. Because I want to do God's work when it fits how I feel. When it's easy for me. I want to do that. That's not what they did. That's not what they did. Not even that. And now they pick up Timothy. And I'm sure Timothy was like, it's, um, Well, I'm sure he was like, Yeah, I want to go with you guys. That's awesome. Perhaps he became a disciple after Paul, because Paul is referring to Paul like getting to know him Then. Paul had just been there, so maybe he was a disciple, became a disciple afterwards. I love it because it talks about his grandmother. The faith was first in the grandmother Lois. Come on, Grandma, that's awesome. Awesome, Amen. We don't know about Grandpa, but come on, Grandma. I'm just saying Lois. And then it said, "Then it lived in your mom Eunice, beautiful name." Then it lived in you. And uh, interesting for Timothy, Timothy. Is, uh, his dad is Greek, so he, it just tells you how this area was a little bit mixed. You know, they have a Jewish and Greek child, they're coming off the Old Testament for sure. But interesting enough, it says that they all spoke well of him there. reputation, And Paul's forming this group, I guess. By the way, as a side note, I like how you mentioned the, the, the Silas, Timothy, and Paul. and this is this, You see these camaraderies, or these friendships. Uh, throughout the scriptures you know and uh, by the way these three would actually co-author 1st and 2nd Thessalonians pretty awesome when you read it Timothy was in there somewhere helping out to write it it's pretty encouraging but here's the issue is his dad's a Greek so he's not circumcised and then we didn't we just talk about circumcision in the letter about not circumcision can you imagine that conversation Come on, I want to go with you! And they're like, Silas and Timothy, i I'm, I'm make this up, okay? Silas and Paul are like, okay, we can take him. Everyone speaks well of him. That little problem. He's not circumcised. Uh, Timothy, we got to talk to you, buddy. <laughs> the issue of circumcision, we know it's clearly not about salvation here. Right, right. They're about to go to areas that culturally... It would be expected. And Paul goes to synagogues, and he, he starts off there, and he preaches, and so it even says for, the, for, the, for that area he was in who knew his dad was a Greek, and, and technically some people would argue because of his mom's faith, he would have been Jew anyway. Uh, when you read about uh, Titus, I forgot, I should have wrote it down. Titus doesn't get circumcised. He's not even a Jew any, at all. In this case, he's a Jewish background. So to avoid that issue on the table, you're going to get circumcised. He's a, he's a disciple, so he is of age. He's having to think through. He knows what it means to become a disciple. Uh, he knows what it means to repent and get baptized. So he's fully aware of what's happening. Yeah. Now, in the South Pacific, in Fiji, every end of the year, all the older boys get circumcised.
1: Mm.
0: And you would see them in December and January, because there's no school, and they will all go to the ocean to get healed. Because salt water heals everything. I don't want to get into that, okay? <laughs> I don't want to get into that. When I first got there, I thought, what are all those kids just standing out in the ocean like this? (laughs) Now, it's a foreign thought to you, but over there, it's not at all. It's a coming of age, it's a rite of passage. I cannot get into it. I actually thought, and I was praying, got out of the plans that I would die in the South Pacific. So I was going to be there, don't ask me about my son. Let's keep on moving. (laughs) And I was present holding him down. I'm just trying to make the Bible come to life here, okay? it's like, Timothy, we got to talk to you. Yeah, and I'm sure, I envision Mom going, what in the world are you talking about, Paul? You're not going to get to my son. And even for that, you can argue, Timothy could have said, Paul, show me the scriptures. I don't got to get circumcised. Show me the scriptures. Put aside circumcision... You see the heart to save souls. Whatever necessary. And for Paul, having not just been a Jew, but a rabbi. He never had lobster his whole life. Lobster's pretty good, but never had lobster his whole life. And having a go, and you see the example from Aquila and Priscilla in Acts 18, where they bring Apollos to their home. So the home was part of helping the conversion process. So, and they went to Cornelius' home. So going to someone's home and having this food around you, and Paul would have to eat food his whole life. His family, uncles and aunties, everyone would have thought it's not from God. And having to shift everything for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. And now you have Timothy having to make a decision. And he does it, doesn't he? He does it. And it makes me wonder, how uncomfortable will I get for God's work? How uncomfortable will you get for God's word? You know, you can argue. Show me a scripture I got to go out and evangelize every day. Show me that. Show me I got to hang out in a military circle. Show me that. Wow. We argue. And I, you know, I've actually been surprised to hear some of these arguments coming back. I've been at arguments, people talking about special contribution. We're past it. It's been a great success for everybody in India Is going to be taken care of. Praise God. Israel scripture about special contribution? Nope. But having been a missionary, let me tell you, on the receiving end of that, I'm so grateful. And there's been times I've received things and I'm in tears. But the mindset is not even special contribution, is we gotta help our brothers and sisters. Timothy is not circumcision. We gotta go help people. Make yourself uncomfortable, Timothy. We're here for the sake of people. Even above all this, I'm sure they were recounting this scripture or this. This what Jesus would say: "For that even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but beyond that, and to give His life as a ransom for many." Amen. But how about this passage? Hear this passage. Jesus talks about no greater love, and He says no greater love than this. He says, um, "The greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends." Yeah. Circumcision's not even an issue. Is laying down your life for other people's souls. To make yourself uncomfortable. So how uncomfortable you make yourself for God's work. How uncomfortable. 2 Corinthians 5.15 5, 15 says, And He died for us that we, that, 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 that we should no longer live for ourselves. We're here to make ourselves uncomfortable. How uncomfortable you make yourself. They traveled over 2,000 miles to strengthen Ask this question even this morning. In your small groups, how far will you travel to help your brothers and sisters? On,
1: yeah.
0: Even this. How's everybody doing in your small groups? And if you go, I don't know, you should think about that answer. Yeah. Unless you just moved into that group last week.
1: Yeah.
0: These are your brothers and sisters. I don't got a dog in this fight. I'm in South Beach. But you're my brother. You're my sister. I'm your brother. Ask me how I'm doing. Traveling thousands of miles, even in boat, to help each other. And sometimes you go, well, the uncomfortability is saying something. Saying something. How are you doing, bro? And sometimes it's not even like a uh, not even what we don't know. Sometimes we see things and say nothing. And I even heard people go, I, I know they weren't doing well. What good is that now? Say something. But Jesus died for them, He died for you. Make yourself uncomfortable. You know, and man, my goodness. And, and if Paul was here, he would travel to your house. And again, 2,000 miles, and I go, wow, for us... How far you got to travel? 20 minutes? Yeah. In a car? Yeah. Listening to music? Yeah. With air conditioning? Yeah. Right? And I'm telling you, my, my, I have a car. I have an old Honda Accord 94. No judge. Amen. My, I have no aircon. I roll down the windows. I'm good to go. Yeah. But even if you didn't have that, what excuse are you giving yourself? Not even about us. Your brothers and sisters need you, yeah, and Paul's not one to bite his tongue. You know I love how he says in Galatians four eighteen, "Have I now become your enemy for telling you the truth?" Yeah.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So again, I don't know what's going on in your Bible talk, but ask yourself, how far will you go for your brothers and sisters? And if you haven't, you're missing Christ, yeah. because he's the example we look for. He gave up everything. And we should do the same for brothers and sisters. Reflect on that and think about that. We're called to strengthen each other. Make ourselves uncomfortable. You know, and I, you hear things. You go, I, you have get-togethers. Yeah, I don't want to come. Why? It's karaoke. I don't like karaoke. Oh, gosh. It's like you want it your way. You know, like, I'll, I, I want, I'll hang out if we do this. Or they hang out with me. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, and this... I don't, I don't, it's not on my heart. What does that have to do with anything? What does that gotta do with anything? Not on my heart. You know how many things are not on my heart? I don't feel like taking out the, the the trash at all, ever, 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 ever. And let me tell my wife, not on my heart. It don't work. Try that with your try that with your boss. Yeah, you know what? I'll file report. Not on my heart. And we use ridiculous arguments. And I even think, ah, I'll get into that. You know, he couldn't use those arguments in the world. And because we are talking to a brother who is trying to submit themselves to Christ, or trying to be humble, they're going, be humble, be humble, be humble, be humble. While they're going, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, come on, Alex. This is ridiculous. We're called to help each other. That's right. So make yourself uncomfortable my goodness. Help your brother. Help your sister. It's not, on oh, my timeline, how I want it, at this time, this moment, when I'm free. That's not what happened.
1: Right.
0: We should have that mindset. If Paul and Silas walked in, they'd walk around, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? Sometimes, for the same thing in South Beach. The last song is like, bye. Yeah. Where do we park? Where do we park? Go to, the Go, to the Go, to the Go to the car. Go to the car. Go to the car. Go to the car. We park specifically to get out at the right time. I said the same thing this morning. Coming to church, so? Coming to church is easy. I can sit there too. That does not make us a Christian. But you know this though. I actually think, you know, I was thinking, what's scary not knowing the scriptures, true? But how about you should be concerned for your heart when you know the scriptures are true. And some of the things I'm saying are not new. And the fact that you're not submitting yourself to God's voice when you read it, you gotta deal with God about that. Get upset. We're called to strengthen each other. By the way, encouragement means to urge, to push forward. Right. It's not, how you doing guys? Come on, we're in a fight together. We need each other. That's right. Ask me questions. I'll ask, you, we need to help each other. Travel those miles. Find out how they're doing. Get uncomfortable asking questions. My goodness. And you see this example in them. Because of Christ. Because of Christ. I'm sure you're going to go back and think about this. Pray about it. Have I become your enemy for telling you the truth? We're called to strengthen. Let me call you to strengthen. To go around and find out how everyone's doing in your Bible talk. When you do that, find out how someone's doing another Bible talk. We're in this battle together, as Peter would say, the roaring lion prowls around, right? But also, secondly, to do God's work is to be uncomfortable. I wish that it was this easy. I wish it was comfortable. I wish every time I share my faith, I was bold as a lion. And I'm not. I can't tell you how many times I'm praying, God, I'm nervous right now. I don't know what to say. But I had to push myself because of Christ. He's the reason. Thank you for your time.